Go ahead and have a seat this morning. Hey, this morning uh, we're continuing in talking about uh, faith and being employed and uh, faith working and a uh, special morning for us because, um, you know, at Christ Church we are absolutely committed to uh, having folks understand that, that what we talk about here is real stuff, day-to-day real stuff. And uh, you're going to see that today as two of our people share uh, share their story with you. And uh, Mark and Bridget, I don't know where you are out there, but why don't you come on up uh, wherever you are. There they are, hiding in the back. Okay. And so we're talking about faith works and uh, uh, in the book of James. And, uh, you know, the book of James makes it clear that our faith uh, needs to lead to action. And so... He says, you know, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Uh, can that kind of faith save anyone? Right? So what we're talking about is, you know, last week, faith works. That it, that it works in terms of making us be able to persevere. That faith works because it works on us to help us become the person God wants us to be. But today we look at faith works in that, I mean, it does something, right? Uh, and uh, Mark and Bridget are here. To tell us, show us in real life what that looks like, right? Cool. So tell me about you guys. Tell them about you guys. I know about you, right? Well, I'm Bridget, and um, I grew up here in Wisconsin. Grew up on Whitefish Bay. Uh, Mark Sullivan, and I grew up in Indiana, and Bridget and I met in Indiana, and we got married in Wisconsin. So now we know something good can come out of Indiana. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But things weren't always good when you came out of Indiana. Yeah. So tell us about when you came up here. Well, so, um, yeah, we've been married uh, 13 years, and uh, we've been members of Christ Church for almost six. Um, But prior to Christ Church, um, we were blessed with some major trials. And uh, the trials had to do with me. Um, I had major struggles in my life, and, and it affected our marriage, my family. Um, struggled with alcohol. Um, it was something that just dominated my life, something that I tried with all my might to fix myself, and I just couldn't, couldn't do it. Um, came to a head as we came to Christ Church. Um, we were kind of going from church to church. And uh, it was another another time when, when I had been found out, and I was I can remember, you know, my whole life I'd called myself a Christian, um, lab- gave myself that label just because of my my parents were Christians, so therefore I must be. But I did had no clue what that meant. Um, but it came to the point where Bridget was wanting to join the church. There was a Bible study starting. Um, you know, all my whole life I, I had tried to do this on my own, and, and nothing could fix this. Um, I'd mouth the words of the prayer for God to save me, but nothing happened. Um, that that night, I can remember getting on my knees and just asking God, please, you know, um, I, w- I will turn around. I will start following you. Um, I will start taking those steps. I just need you to meet me. And it's like I took one step, and he just grabbed a hold of me. And so we joined the church. I joined the, we joined the, the small group Bible study. It wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. Um, <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> I mean, amen, I've heard that. And, and since that day, I've never looked back. Um, God, just uh, something that was on my mind forever, never left me, that just haunted me, was just gone. Huh. And, and, and since that day, God's just really taken a hold of me. Uh, I couldn't get enough 
scripture, reading the Bible, listening to audio sermons, and it just really propelled me in my faith. How about you, Brittany? I mean, you were in this walk together with him here. So what was it like for you? Uh, tough. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't anything that family or friends really knew about at all. We kept it to ourselves. Yeah, you know, I came over to your house. I visited with you when you first worshipped with us. I walked out of that door. Oh, boy, I hope we get this great family in church. I hope we didn't even have a clue. Yeah. Didn't even have a clue what was going on. You're good. I, I was... I was a master at hiding <laughs> what was going on. And thankfully, we had some good neighbors, the Lust, that invited us to Christ Church, and you know, that was just another step forward. So. Yeah. yeah. So you got into Bible study? Yeah, so we, um, he kept on coming to church, so that was a good thing. Yeah. But, you know, it wasn't anything that we could do, and it wasn't anything I could threaten with or, or say you needed to change or else, or not to say I didn't, but I did. Yeah. Um, but it was... It was God, and I'm the first one. Come from a social work background, I'm the first one to say you need to do step A, B, and C. And yep. Um, so it was, it was truly a miracle that we were blessed with. Yeah. So yeah, the, the the cool part is, like I said, you know, I was fast forward 100 miles an hour and following Christ, and and you know, you, you had preached a, a sermon series on jump about yep. you know taking that jump of faith, yep. and. Um, and I, I can remember I, I was I couldn't relate to the people at work. I, I mean, I really had nobody at work understood. You know, I couldn't speak about Christ. I couldn't speak about this this passion that I had. Nobody understood it. And, and I remember coming to you and saying, "Man, we we need a men's group because yes, we, there needs to be a place where guys can talk about this because you know I I can't relate to anybody else." And and you kept saying, "Well, that's a good idea. You should run with that." And I was just like, uh, "Wow, aren't you going to put that together or something?" And that's called I, leadership, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my first, my first, my first leap of faith was to start the men's group, and, and it's been, it's been awesome. And and uh, and Bridget was running a women's group, and next thing you know, you know, we're both studying about God and studying about how to be better, better husbands, wives, and parents, and right. and it really just brought yep. our family closer. And it did. It led you to this. That's all of you, right? Yep. It's, so God worked in awesome ways in your life and all of a sudden you started talking about adoption and bigger family and so tell us about that yeah um well i had kind of always dreamed of adoption or dreamed of, of things like that but i didn't really marry an international traveler or or anything <laughs> like that so i always pictured you know i would take the kids with me and we'd go travel and good old boy right yeah. um but as our life changed um one day he said okay you know, we can adopt. I'm like, oh, wow, cool. That was another so, jump. So. That was a huge jump. <laughs> um, so we did, and we adopted our youngest, um, the youngest Eo. Yep, right um, there. Right. And I had just come from a, a background of, of serving and traveling, and, and so my heart was was um, into adoption. So I was glad that he agreed to it, and I think he agreed, you know, out of faith, but not really. Yeah, originally I even <laughs> said, you know, I mean, that's great, but I, can you just take that plane ride? I'll just stay here and wait. <laughs> um, but I ended up going, and, and, and it really, you, you mix that in with, with the gospel and, and, and the grace that God had given me, and it just really, again, changed my life. And mm. Eel was such a blessing to our family, man. Um, and, and what opened my eyes is when I got to Ethiopia and I saw this incredible need and, and just, just stuff that I, 
I didn't even realize. I mean, you know, you've seen stuff on TV or whatnot, but I've never put a face to it or been that yeah. close and personal to it. And I'm like, wow, there, there's a huge need here. There's kids, you know, in hardly any clothes, as young as my five-year-old, running the streets begging for food. And uh, what can we do? And it just really changed my life. And, and, and there was this, the grace that God gave me. I just I had to pour that out. And I felt it was our calling in Ethiopia at that point. And so when we got back from adopting Eog, we, we talked about what else we can do. And, yeah. and that what else was, well, we start an orphan ministry. Yep. And, and so we did that. And then we said, you know, we got room in our house for some more. <laughs> so it's like we got we got another room. We could fit two more. And, and at that point, you know, we had in our mind, you know, younger <laughs> kids. But um, I had heard us. Up to three. <laughs> that was the top. Okay, so you were three, and you were... Well, I, I was just like, hey, uh, two more. I don't know what that means. Oh, you got close. Yeah. Three, three, three. So there was a 10 and a 13-year-old that we... I, I read a story about yeah. that they were they were living on their own in a little shack that no bigger than my bathroom by themselves. And I and I was just like, man, that's the two. And I, and I brought that to Bridget, and she was like, wow, no way. <laughs> She's like, I mean, that, that they're, you know... I wasn't planning to be an instant mom of a teenager, and but it literally took maybe a day later, and she was absolutely, and so that was a difficult road because they weren't in an orphanage or anything, and and we just knew that they needed a family, and and we, God just worked miracles and we we got them home, and they've been home about a year and a half now, and so we learned a lot from them and their story, and and that just keeps propelling us. So, Ethiopia really does have face for you, right? It's not just people. It has a real face for you, and they're in your family now. Uh, and so God's just been moving you all the way along, and uh, I know that this verse here has is, is been a, a key verse in the way God's just really worked on you and shaped you uh, from you know, freeing you from the, the bondage you were in and taking you on this path. And um, Tell me about that, how that's been such a force in your life. Yeah, well, I mean, James 127 is huge. I mean, uh, again, you know, I, I poured into Scripture, and, and I, you know, we I was in a, every Bible study, study group that we'd have, and, and I can remember in men's group, everything pointed to, to working out your faith. And I, I can, I mean, there was a time when I was like, man, you know, we, we keep, I keep coming here studying the same thing, and it, yep, it said it again, the same thing. It's just like, didn't change this time, still says the same thing. I need to, I need to be working out what I'm doing, what, what I'm reading here. And, you know, it's like in football, you don't just read the playbook. You actually go run the plays. And, and right. so that led to action. And, you know, everything's been scary. Every road's been a leap of faith. But, you know, that led us to now wanting to actually work into orphan prevention yep. at the care center. Which, which has brought you to, to this moment of being able to say, hey, God wants me to be over there and to, uh, you know, be that ambassador for Christ Church and open up the Strong Hearts, Strong Family Care Center. So... Tell, tell them about the center. Tell them what God's going to do uh, when you're on the ground over there. Um, well, we're going to open a center with um, and underneath a, an already run uh, Ethiopian ministry that's, that's there. Because it's really important, we feel, to come alongside the Ethiopians, not just go in there with the American mentality of we're going to go in and we're going to give you the ideas and we're going to fix all of your problems. Um, we're starting out small with 40 children. Um, and you heard that small with 40 children. <laughs> and I say small because the, there are so many, so many, so many children to help. Um, so that's why I say small. I don't think 40 is small, but the difference 
we feel we can make in 40 families is huge. Um, even if you make a, a, a difference in just one, one person's family. Um, orphan prevention is close to our heart. Just things that we've learned from our own girls, um, their story, and how this program could have helped their family stay together. Um, the choices that moms have to make over there of, you know, either you feed your children or you keep on working. If something falls through in a day or two, they have to make that decision of possibly giving their child up, um, possibly if that mother passes away because we can't get medicine for HIV or anything else. These are the these are the outcomes. Whereas here, you wouldn't have that those dire outcomes. Um, so that's why we feel so passionate about um, orphan prevention. Um, we love adoption. We encourage anybody to adopt. It's a blessing. Um, but we really feel strongly to keep families together when possible. And um, there's a strong possibility to keep families together there. So um, what, we're, what we will be starting is, like I said, 40 children. Um, we care for the children during the day, not us particularly. We hire nannies and, and we have staff, a nurse, a social worker, um, an accountant. So people that will be, that will be running the center. Um, so we'll be watching the children during the day so the mothers have that ability and have that little bit of help so then they can go out and have a job and provide for their families because these women want to work. They want to provide for their families. They are just in a position that for um, mainly reasons of just mere poverty that they are not able to, to do that for their family at that moment. So we'll give uh, medical care for the whole family. Um, education if the mothers need that, job training, help them get a job if they need help getting their job, um, help with clothing, food, those type of things. But the whole point is that three years of being in the program, our goal is that at that point they will have a good foundation to work from and they'll have the education and the skills and the, um, the financial backing for their family that they're able to then provide for their own family on their own and not have our assistance. And there's an overwhelming need um, and we've been over there enough with our with our teams and we've seen it over and over again where there's just an overwhelming number of women who have been abandoned or you know are widowed because of you know HIV greater things but and obviously with children uh, and so the need really is uh, overwhelming so 40 kids is an awesome step but it's just a first step start <laughs> yeah, it's really I mean I think the number is like 4.3 million orphans in Ethiopia alone um, but you know Addis being the capital city it's where a lot of these women and people come to because they're like wow let's move to the big city where all everything happens but then they get there and they find out well wow like I think the when doing the research for the um, proposal you know the, the numbers they state are unemployment is like 30 percent but those numbers don't take into account the people that don't live in houses, or that fall through the cracks that aren't in those poles where they're going door to door. I would say the numbers are more 50% unemployment. Um, so these women, are, they're on the brink of the edge with nothing, you know, nothing to help them if something were to fall through. And, and the area that we're working is the trash dump area. It's called Cora, and it's where back in the day they, they all the lepers were at, and it was considered cursed. And um, that's where we're at. And uh, right now, that trash dump is a blessing to a lot of people, believe it or not, because they live out of the trash dump. They, they get their food out of there. They, buy, they get things to sell out of there. But now the government is wanting to get rid of that trash dump. I mean, they're, they're wanting to progress and, you know, clean up their city and everything else. But it's really just widening the gap between the extremely poor and, and the wealthy. So then I think the need is even, even, greater. even greater now.
So we're going to be able to, you're going to be able for us to be able to provide care for the children, obviously training as best we can for the women and, and some education for them, uh, medical care, food, and uh, don't forget, we're also going to be able to say, uh, hey, Jesus can make all the difference in your life, right? Absolutely, and, and, and what's really cool is the organization that we um, partnered with, Strong Hearts, is run by a guy, um, they call him Dundee. Um, and he, you know, he originally went to school to be a politician, and, and God laid it upon his heart that man, you know, I'm gonna, I want to serve my community. So, but he, so he has some friends in high places, and he's very smart. But he's spending all of his efforts on helping his people, and it, and it's very Christ-centered. Christ I mean, we had, I was just there in January, and we had discussion after discussion how, man, this is all great, you know, the surface physical need and everything. We, yeah, we got to meet those needs, but without Christ in the center of it, then it's all for nothing. I mean, it, it's not long-lasting. It's not eternal. Yeah. Um, so everything, all these things are kind of tools. I mean, you know, he ha he does hospice work in the, in the dump area. He home visits these people that are HIV and cancer ridden in their little shacks. And um, he hosts Bible studies and small groups out in the community to find where the need's at. Um, he has an education center. Um, and he has a community church um, that he also has in his program. So we're actually coming along and just adding to his um, arsenal. Yeah. Of, of our, for Christ, you know, and, and that community, and it's really, really cool. It's been, a, it's been great that we found that partnership. Yeah, nice. Now, do you, do you get kind of the spectrum here of seeing how we've been talking about how faith works? You know, faith works to persevere. They had some persevering doing uh, earlier in the marriage, right? Uh, faith works because it works on us to make us something new. I mean, uh, you kind of see there how God has worked so tremendously in their lives, and Mark in particular, to make him the person he is today, not the one he was yesterday, right? Uh, and now, here we go, that faith works. They're going to actually be putting that faith into work in one of the most devastated areas, uh, you know, right next to a trash dump, right? And, and to show you how God has been preparing this and working in all of this, uh, there's also an announcement we have to make today, right? I mean, I know we got it out on the webpage a little bit, but... But we need it. We haven't talked about it in worship yet. So what's what's the big announcement we get to make today? Yeah. So we, when we hit um, thirty thousand, which we hit last week, um, we had an anonymous, anonymous donor step up and, and basically say that every dollar from now until May tenth um, will be doubled up to thirty thousand dollars. So huge gift. You heard that right? Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. All right. So, uh, so every dollar now, from now until till May 10th, every dollar that comes in for uh, for our center uh, is going to be matched. So, just an awesome opportunity, uh, and hopefully, you see that all along that God has just been preparing uh, for this opportunity. I mean, it's from you know walking into Christ Church uh, and uh, you know hearing a couple of messages, getting involved in a in a small group and. God just using the scripture to work in your life and evolving your family and adoption and wow, now you're off to make a difference in another part of the world. It is awesome. Thanks for what you're going to do. I'm so excited what God's going to do, but how that's going to change you and grow you and, and make your family even more too is just incredible. Right? Absolutely. Are you guys excited about this? Huh? Wow. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's have a time of prayer uh, over it and uh, just put it before God as he's been working at it for so long. Father, thank you.
Well, I thank you for what we heard this morning. Uh, because we just we hear it and we know it, how great you are, just how incredibly gracious and loving you are, and how uh, over this time you have uh, worked so mightily in Mark and Bridget's life and their marriage and their family, uh, that you've uh, broken those chains of bondage and you've created that opportunity for them to, to just be the people you want them to be. And you've expanded their family and changed those lives, and you've now put them on this course and this path to be in another part of the world and be able to go uh, in, in the most difficult of places and be able to say that Jesus is Lord and to impact those uh, women and, and their children and just plant those seeds of faith and encouragement and uh, be able to create a, a whole new opportunity that can break the poverty and can break that cycle. So, Lord, we come to you today and we ask for soft hearts. We pray you'd move people to do the right thing. And we thank you for the match that's there. And we can see how you multiply uh, for your purposes. So, Father, we come to you today. We praise you. We thank you for your goodness. And we thank you for everything that you have yet in store. Because we know you're already there. You're already at that place that's going to be the, the, the strong heart, strong family, Christ Church Center there that you're already making that ground fertile and that you're already uh, just pouring over your blessing and your favor. So uh, just make it happen as you've made this happen in their lives. We thank you now. We praise you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Hey, thanks, guys, for sharing that with us.